Welcome to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. What's up? It's an honor and privilege, y'all, that you're taking the time of your life, out of your life to walk with me on this journey of we call life. Listen, listen, don't take that for granted. You guys are the best. I appreciate. I just want to say I just appreciate everybody that uh, has followed me, has um, joined in on the conversation, uh, has given their feedback and support. Uh, uh, it's, it's been priceless. It's been invaluable. I'm humbled by it. And listen, we go do this together uh, and we just going to put out the truth. That's what we do. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to uh, make other people believe my opinion. It, it, my opinion is what it is. But uh, we will look at the word and see what God's opinion is about about any subject that we talk about, especially how to apply faith. And that's really going to be the referee. That's really going to be the center of any of our conversations. Also, for those who are joining for the very first time, come on now. I just want to say thank you. You could be joining many other conversations. As you know, everything right now is online. Everything is MP3 podcast. Everything is, you can get so much information and join so many conversations, but you decided to join this conversation. I do not take that lightly. I do love and appreciate you. Uh, and thank you so much uh, for coming in and uh, listening and joining the conversation. And then let me just tell you what this is the day with Pastor Wade is all about. We discuss various topics that the church body does not talk about on a Sunday or at a Bible study or shut down from talking about it all together because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, no matter what we think, feel, or believe, without judgment, will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinions are not valid, and we can have an honest, free conversation here on This Is The Day with Pastor Wade. You know we in some crazy times, y'all. You know. Uh, you know we after the election now. You know. Some of you are mad. Some of you are upset. Listen, some of you are wondering what went wrong, but hey, it is what it is. And now and now what is my question? It's time for us to move forward. But, you know, uh, even though we're going to move forward and some of us don't know how to do it, maybe right now in this time of uncertainty, you're experiencing various challenges that could be affecting your faith. Uh, doubt could be creeping in. You may feel paralyzed and cannot move. Uh, let's go back to the basics of faith. And no matter where you are. Listen, don't feel bad if you don't have faith. It don't matter. We can help you with that. Whether you have no faith at all or faith of the size of a mother steed or faith of the size of a watermelon, there's always room for growth. And listen, if this is your very first time and you haven't joined our other conversations, go and listen to episodes uh, one through five on how to apply your faith. I'm telling you, it'll bless your life. Because listen, we're we going to be on this subject for a long time. So you ain't going to be missing uh you ain't not going to be missing a lot because uh, we got so much more to go because uh, faith is a big thing right now. You know, because we had other conversations, you know, talking about, uh, you know, end times and uh, the 10 principles for successful uh, relationships, which I, I 
definitely uh, implore you to go listen to. Uh, also, How to Treat One Another. You definitely need that one. Uh, everybody needs that one uh, because that's one of the big reasons why we're having social uh, injustice issues right now. If we would just learn how to love the Lord like God with all the heart, soul, and mind and strength, and the second is just like it, love your neighbors yourself, we would not have a lot of these problems we are having now. It would affect the election. It would affect uh, uh diversity with other cultures it would affect a whole lot of stuff if we just love one another and know how to treat one another also uh now we're on how to apply your faith because that is very important right now because right now a lot of people's faith are shaky uh the church is really not doing any talking you know we're doing a lot of zooming and uh online stuff right now we're not doing a lot of fellowshipping in real church which is touching the people sharpening the people helping the people transform equipping the people for what is going on right now and people are getting uh trying to figure it out on their own and so listen that's why i go as hard as i do we have our conversations i do bible studies all that kind of stuff just to keep uh just to get god's word out there and listen let them know that you're not alone uh we're all in the same storm this global valley experience right now and you going to make it and here's how to apply your faith so without further ado hey 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 for all of those joining us for the first time Listen, you y'all been on a plane before, hopefully, and uh, you know they do their little thing at the thing. I love this. That's why it's part of this show. They always that person always come on the uh, intercom and says, "Make sure your your seat and tray tables are in the luck locked upright position." Well, make sure of that because if you feel any turbulence on this plane, listen, that's God shaking at the very root of what does not belong on this plane. And listen, if you sitting with somebody joining this conversation, look at them and say, "You ready?" Look back at them, and say, "I'm ready." Then let's go. So the last conversation we talked about, I told you we were going to talk about um, faith and doubt. So now we're going to get into a, a little bit of more about doubt. This one is going to be today's conversation is go. How do we get into doubt? Oh, man. Come on, y'all. How we get into doubt? Uh oh. Uh-oh, I'm coming down somebody's aisle right now. How do we get into doubt? See, we never want to address that of how we get into doubt. What is it that triggers doubt? Uh, in us. Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, we experience doubt when we do not exercise our faith. We could just stop right there. I could just pack up right now. The show's over. <laughs> Period. We experience doubt when we do not exercise our faith. We will be consumed with disbelief and distrust, the opposites of God's call and plan for us. We will lose our trust and hope that God is in control. When we do this, watch this, we will lose or miss out on seeing God through uh, with his promises. God will become stuck in our fears and disappointments instead of seeking Jesus, finding out what happened and what we can do to learn from it. Listen, y'all, we don't like to learn from things that's why you got to exercise your faith when you exercise your faith you really learn from it, whether it be for failures or successes you learn from those things but you got your faith is what keeps you moving on even if it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to listen always trained i was always trained by a mentor always look at what worked what's missing and what's next all the time and if you apply those three things to anything that you do and, and and apply it to your faith i'm telling you you'll be able to really move those mountains that if you have a faith of a mustard seed i'm tr okay y'all can get mad at me I'm, I'm just telling you it works but i'm just trying to help give you the tools to how it works it's going to take some effort on your part 
You know what? Because one thing that I do, I, it's a pet peeve of mine, you know, well, we're just going to take it to God and we're just going to pray about it. Okay. And, and, and that's okay. We go do that because I'm a prayer. And listen, I'm a prayerful person. I get it. But God also looks back at us and be like, okay, I've already given you the power. I already set before you life and death. Now you choose. You, you choose. Just like with uh, when people come to relationships, well, I'm praying for God to send me a husband. I'm praying for God to send me a wife. Well, praise the Lord. You're going to have to choose. He's not going to send it to you, especially if you've been locked yourself in the house all this time. Uh, what, so basically, you're expecting either the mailman, mailwoman, FedEx, or, or, or uh, Domino's Pizza Delivery to be your next uh, husband or wife. Is that what you're expecting? And you don't go nowhere. You don't put yourself in position. You don't meet people. You don't, How is God going to send anything and you locked up? No, you got to choose. And what you need to choose is choose the person that has God inside of them and work from there. I'm just saying I'm asking for a friend. I could be speculating, but that's how it works. But a lot of people want to use just prayer as a way of not doing things. I'm just going to pray and wait on the Lord. And God's saying, well, okay, well, if you just take a step over to the left, Right there, you'll have everything that you need, but you won't do that because you're waiting on the Lord. He's actually moving to the left. And then you see him moving, kind of like the woman with the issue of blood. She worked her way through the crowd. She was there because she heard rumors about Jesus. And then she kept saying, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, if I could just touch, let me get through this crowd and get there because she saw Jesus moving, going to heal somebody else. And then she caught up to him and touched the hem of his garment and she was made whole. Some of you right now will not exercise your faith. I'm just saying you won't do it. And all you have to do is just look and make your way through the crowd. Make your way through all the foolishness. Make your way through all the naysayers. Make your way through all your fears and doubts, through all the issues that you're dealing with. If you make your way through and exercise your faith and just reach out and touch, God will just slow down just enough so you can get him. Ah, I hope that helps somebody right there. Allow me, if you would, to define this for you. Disappointments come from a collision between our expectations and experiences and ignoring the signposts of God's promises. This collision results in either a life wrecked by self-pity and resentment or that can lead to triumph. The choice is ours and the key to it all is where and to whom we look for our hope in. This is about our circumstances and how we look at our Lord, how we see, oh boy, watch this, adversity and his sovereignty will totally affect how we learn and deal with it. Philippians 1, 27 through 30, our unanchored stress and disappointment, come on, a lot of you, man, most people in the church have that, stress and disappointment. Been sitting there, you've been hollering and screaming and still disappointed and stressed sitting in church. That's why, and, and, and we saw on autopilot, the reason why we want to come to the building and come to church is so we can make, the church can make us feel better. And then we go back to our life still stressed and disappointed. And nobody really told you how to move from point A to point B. And then when we try to open up Bible study, stuff like that, you don't, uh, get involved. There's a lot of things where you're going to have to make the effort. Sometimes we put so much um, on the church, quote unquote, to do it, and we don't do it. It's kind of like we put a lot of stuff on God. Well, God, I'm waiting for you to do it. And he already told you, I gave you the power. He's already told you, I've given you, I've set before you life and death. You choose. And instead of standing up and say, uh, as for me in my house, like Joshua said, we will serve the Lord. <laughs> 
All you got to do is declare and just stand up and say, this is what we're going to do, and then start to move and do it. But understand this, our unanchored stress and disappointment, along with detachment from looking to God, will take us away from seeing his signposts of precepts. Thus, we ignore God's plan and are dumped in the middle of a tempestuous sea Job 23 and 10, Romans 5, 3 through 5, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. We cannot just expect God to get us through without any effort on our part to grow. We have to struggle and work it out. Philippians 2. It is the struggle that helps us, that builds us and forms us. Without it, there is no growth, no real impacting faith, honest character, genuine patience, or maturity. When we do not rely on God, watch this. We are really neglecting ourselves because of instead of helping him out, we are insulting him. Do not get mad at me. I am only the messenger. We insult God a lot of times when we do not rely on God. And we're really neglecting ourselves because instead of helping him out, we're insulting him. And a lot of times, we all we got to do is just make a move towards him. That's why I don't understand when people see God moving, especially if he's, move, if he's in proximity of you, but you want to sit there and wait on the Lord and you see him. So you really think that God is going to punish you or hold it against you because you see him moving and you move toward him? No, that's not going to happen. That's like, I mean, if you see him, wait on the Lord means... God, I'm waiting for you to move. I need to see you move because if you move, I know you're there. I know where you are. So then what happens is when we see him move, we need to start moving toward him. Oh, there he is. Because my sheep will know me by the sound of my voice. So when you see him moving or you hear his voice, you need to start moving towards it. But I'm going to leave that alone, y'all. I'm going to leave that alone. We may not doubt who God is or the tenets of our faith if we are authentic Christians and have a real confession of faith. We may, however, doubt his providence in our daily lives. We may struggle with this. Listen, James 1, 5 through 8 says, uh, tells us that we are missing our object and misplacing our loyalty when we doubt. That is when we face hardships. We should look through them so we can see our Lord. But what do we tend to do? We just stare at the situation, become overwhelmed and frustrated. Then the doubts come. We do the same with our loyalty as we cling to circumstances instead of our Lord and Savior. Listen, how many people really cling to their circumstances rather than what God said? I'm just asking for a friend because that's usually what's going on right now. And then when you try to get some people to look past their circumstances and look at that God is bigger, then it, then it becomes an argument or they tell you, well, that doesn't help me or that doesn't do anything for me. Well, I'm not trying to do anything for you. I'm just trying to get you to see that the reason why you're stuck is because of you, not because God is not moving or he doesn't want to move. It's because he needs you also to take a step as well, because if the Holy Spirit is our comforter and counselor, also, that means also, and then he's a guide. That means we got to be moving. He's going to guide us to anywhere. Well, okay. Somebody, somebody said, what are you talking about, Pastor Ray? You know, everybody wants to use the scripture. You know, when a man findeth a wife, he findeth a good thing, right? And, and obtains favor from the Lord. Well, here's the thing about the word when he finds a wife. He got to be looking in order to find her. And then she also has to be in a position where she can be found. 
right? So it takes both parties to do something in faith. She wants to be found. That means she needs to put herself in arenas where she can be found. Then if he wants to find her, he needs to put himself in different positions where he can find her, where he can find that suitable mate. But it's going to take both in faith to exercise it. Oh, boy. Somebody's upset with me. Somebody is upset with me. Somebody is upset with me. I already know. That's a different way of thinking right there. I'm just waiting on my husband. God going to send me my husband. Well, good luck. He'll keep you keep waiting. But I guarantee you when you find him or when he finds you, you put yourself in position to where God opened your eyes and revealed that person to you. And he found you. And then therefore the God inside of you, each one of you connected. But I could be speculating, folks. Let's move on. Also understand this. James is addressing Christians who are relying on themselves and not really wholeheartedly seeking after God. We can become, as he states, double-minded and unstable. Being unstable emotionally and in thoughts like a split personality or schizophrenia. Listen, we got a lot of schizophrenic uh, Christians out there. Without question. We will be like a person who has two souls in conflict, two desires that cannot be reconciled, and two masters who ask different things at the same time. I want my will and God's will. This just cannot be. Y'all folks, listen to me. It can't be, I want to do my thing and have my will, and then you're talking about, well, if God, well, if it's God's will, well, it's one of them wills is going to have to surrender. And I don't think what God's will is going to surrender to yours. I'm just I'm just saying it, you can get mad at me all you want, but that seems not going to work. It can also lead to doubts and cause us to be inconsistent in our faith and lifestyle, which is a form of hypocrisy and is greatly condemned by God. It is saying one thing and thinking or doing another, which also causes our indecision and being stuck. I'll wait. I'll just let that. I'll just let that sink in right there. Matter of fact, you want me to say that again? Okay, I'll say that again. It is saying one thing and thinking or doing another, which also causes our indecision and being stuck. It is not being willing to make up your mind and go in the right direction. How can you be sure you are not unstable? Answer, make your decisions based on God's values and not your ideas or indecisions. Listen, don't get mad at me. Here's another question for you. How do our decisions affect others? How are the relational and beneficial to others in God's glory? Okay, I'm going to give it to you. Being unstable may sound familiar. From my personal and pastoral experiences, this is how most disciples of Christ live today. Jesus implores us to literally beg for wisdom because we are empty inside ourselves. If we do not seek wisdom, but remain in our own thinking, we will be untethered like a small boat without an anchor in a storm, tossed and tumbled in the waves and of stress and of life. And we will literally be unstable mentally, relationally, spiritually without our Lord's direction. I don't know about y'all, don't get mad at me, but I have found myself in this sea of confusions many times. Listen, you're going to have to catch yourself. Man, if you're feeling unstable, if you're going back and forth, man, you're just going to have to stop and breathe. 
you're going to be like, wait a minute, this is that instability right now. That's not of God. Why am I being going back and forth, tossed back and forth? Why? And you need to go back to whatever what God said about it, God's values about it and go from there. That's how you get yourself back on track. That's how you anchor your faith. That's how you sure your faith up. What did God say about it? We as Christians need Jesus and his wisdom to take us through all the avenues of life, especially through the hard times of stress and suffering. If we do not seek him and his precepts, we will not have wisdom and we will never learn from our mistakes and experiences. So we will just repeat our errors and keep ourselves oppressed in our fears and setbacks. Don't get mad at me, y'all. It is what it is. We will never grow. And in fact, we just may keep repeating the same mistakes over and over. Now, y'all, how sad is that? How sad would it be to go through a tough time and not get anything out of it? Kind of like right now. This is a time where everybody in the, in the midst of COVID, COVID and quarantine, that you should be examining yourself, that you just should be really getting something out of it. Do you know the relationships that I formed before COVID have now become stronger during COVID because We've had a support with each other. We've been there for each other. Whether we agreed or disagreed, had uh, differences, opinions, whatever, we were there for each other during this whole time. And relationships have become stronger. But a lot of people are not doing that. They're wondering, well, why am I, why am I losing relationships? Why? And, uh, or if you're by yourself, well, man, I don't even like what I see in myself. Listen, this is the time to correct and fix all of that. That's what I love about 2020. Listen, it is still the year of redemption, restoration and reward. Absolutely. Without question. And, and we're going to finish this year strong. But what 2020 also is, is clear vision. You should be able to see clearly now. I mean, in every aspect of your life through faith, you should see clearly. You, you should know if you have faith or not. You should know if your friends have faith or not. You should know who's your friends, who's not your friends. You should know who's in your corner, who's not in your corner. You should know your next steps after this. You should know what you're going to do financially after this. You should know a whole bunch of stuff during this time. So I tell you again, how sad would it be to go through a tough time and not get anything out of it? It would be such a waste, an empty experience void of meaning or benefit for us or for others around us. Without wisdom, understand this, we will neither learn his precepts nor have his wisdom and help. We will not be infused with faith. Therefore, the ways of ourselves and the world would toss us about until we drown in anxiety and despair. Our life, watch this, will have been a vapor that had little meaning or benefit of life wasted instead of life triumph. What is the key? Here it come. It is learning that our hope is in the Lord, not in our expectations. You can pick that up from Psalms 25, 4 through 5. That's Mark 9, 17 through 27, John 16, 33, 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10, and 2 Corinthians 11, 23 through 27, and Hebrews 12, 6 through 10. Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for listening to How Do We Get Into Doubt. Our next conversation after this will be How We Get Out of Doubt. Thank you 
for joining this conversation. I hope you enjoyed your time as much as I did. Thank you for tuning in to episode six to how to apply your faith. I thank all of you for your love and your support and your responses. Uh, new episodes will release every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Please remember to subscribe and don't just listen to these episodes just once. Get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Also, for anything to become a habit, psychologically takes 60 to 90 days, 66 to be exact. Remember, in all thy getting, get understanding and then practice implementing what you have learned. Remember, faith without works is dead. Apply these tools to take your faith to a whole nother level. A special thanks to my man, KC, Kevin Clayton at I Am Music Group. Man, love you, bro. Appreciate you for producing this show. Erica Duff for the artwork. She does an amazing job. And all those trailers you see with the clips and everything, she does that. She does an amazing job. Thank you so much, Erica. Also, the Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Nitty on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. Alex Teamer, aka A-Team for the Baseline. Pastor Warren Campbell, my pastor. I love you, bro and also lena bird miles for this is the day intro which is a simply amazing get up mornings with erica campbell my first lady appreciate you love you lady e also special shout out to the california worship center family in north hollywood and remember to subscribe to this is day on whatever podcast platform you use you can also follow me on facebook instagram or twitter at real pastor wade and wade is spelled w-a-i-d remember to post any subject titles you would like discussed on this is day facebook page or feedback on my facebook or instagram stories on what you thought about the conversation always remember god believes in you and so do i till next time this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This is the Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.